0: Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Chicago This is Reno Loveson, executive producer. Oh, ChicagoBroadcastingNetwork.com is an eclectic, Chicago-oriented, media-driven enterprise that includes our curated website as well as this podcast. The aim is to give a voice and added exposure to those who are not always in a position to grab the attention of larger media outlets, perhaps because they're emerging personalities or because their message is directed to a niche audience. I'm really excited about this episode, because for those of you who have been following us for our first, say, 12 or 14 episodes, you'll see that the majority of them have been theater reviews. And as a result, I really do believe that we are the only ones in Chicago currently doing podcast theater reviews, which has been great. But we want to branch out a little bit, and I've been reaching out to some of my colleagues and friends to see if anybody else wants to contribute to Chicago Broadcasting Network. So to that end, I'm very excited because today we have a contribution from Michael Rattay of Bulb Brain Creative, who has supplied us with an interview he did with a restaurant owner in the Portage Park area. I think you'll find this to be a very interesting interview because not only will you learn about the restaurant, but you're also going to learn a little bit about Roselle, the person who operates the restaurant, uh, what motivates her, how she approaches um, the food that she presents. And some insight into at least one of the people sort of behind the scenes. When we go into any business, no matter where we are, there's always somebody whose life and passion is wrapped up in that enterprise. And we don't always, as patrons, fully appreciate what they've gone through to get where where they are and how hard they work to uh, present their product or service to us and um, and what motivates them. And I think Mike really got to a a very interesting interview here with uh, Roselle. So I think I'll just leave it at that and get right into the interview and let you enjoy it and just take this opportunity to say that I'm I'm really excited that we have a new new contributor and a new contribution to my enterprise, chicagobroadcastingnetwork.com. Uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. So here's Mike Rittay of Bulb Brain Creative with food artist Roselle of Bistro 6050 in Portage Park.
1: So you if i remember from before would you say you get a lot of regulars from the community here
2: oh yes we we made actually not only customers but very good friends they they just don't come here just to buy something they actually come here to to talk Mm -hmm. to gossip a little bit (laughs) and to connect with the with the other members of the community
1: so this is the rumor mill does all rumors start here (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, not really. Well, <laughs> depends. You
1: never know. Okay, but interesting. don't say
2: that. They won't come here anymore. <laughs> I
1: know. Uh, well, that's good, though. I mean, because I think the other day when I was in here, it was a bunch of, it was grade school kids, right? But then you also, so it's family friendly, obviously. Um, yes. Grade school, older folk, right? I mean, do you, you kind of get the gamut of the whole neighborhood here?
2: Yes, I do. I think it's because uh, of the atmosphere, it's very, like you said, family, family friendly and we are not really uh, like stiff, mm-hmm. we make friends, we, we greet them by their name, we know what they need, what they want and we are just very friendly like I am their older sister or mother mm-hmm. or maybe grandmother, I don't know. <laughs>
1: is this your first business that you started
2: actually no i used to operate uh, a food courtyard Mm. in Kathmandu. it has 10 um outlets like Mm. 10 restaurants in there so my job is to to keep the place for them let's say for the dishwashing i take care of it the waiters the the accounting
1: well that's so how long were you doing that
2: uh, for two years. Two Actually, years. before that, I used to design clothes and jewelry. So it's just the same job as I have now. I'm designing recipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly the same.
1: So you're a true artist. You just It doesn't matter your medium. You can just pick up new uh, things and you're curious and then you explore. Could be,
2: could be, but... Uh, I'll
1: call you one. You yeah, don't have thank to agree you. with <laughs> <laughs> Um Are you more of a sweet or a savory?
2: What do you Actually, prefer? Actually, I... I must tell you I'm a very picky eater and I'm very (laughs) difficult. That's why maybe it shows in my work. But uh, I don't get all the credits. When I make a recipe, first I, of course, I do it in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then if according to me it's good enough, that's the time I taste this to the customers. So it's not only my creation, it's the creation of, of everybody. That's why whenever we have something, you know, we are selling it here it's always a winner because it's a collaboration of many people it's not only by me
1: i totally agree that's that's a wonderful way to roll out new things cuz then you can get your real time feedback and your
2: exactly and that's uh, actually r&d is the most expensive part of creating a a new product
1: right so if you have that immediate gratification or like response then it saves you so much more headaches. <laughs> exactly,
2: and the customers are actually very happy because they are part of the creation of something, and they love that. Mm-hmm. And many customers uh, they pushed me so hard <laughs> to create something for you know what they like. For example, there's one police officer. He comes here like every two days. When are you going to make my raspberry ice cream? <laughs> I said, Sir, okay, okay, I'm just busy, and then. I asked him why are you why do you like raspberry so much because he said that nobody makes raspberry ice cream anywhere anymore oh, really? and yes and I said I asked why and he said oh because they said it doesn't sell well I said okay sir it doesn't matter whether it sells well or not but just to please you I will make <laughs> it for you so I called him after two weeks and he and his wife came here to Test it and right. now I have an order of one and a half gallon of that raspberry. <laughs> so I call that flavor raspberry lovers.
1: <laughs> so you're a wordsmith and a and a food artist. <laughs> oh,
2: thank you. But we need that. We need humor in, in life, you see, because everybody here so, you know, could be grumpy, but right. if you just try to, to scratch them a little bit then They become friendly, actually, and people are actually really nice. You just have to.
1: There's usually a layer. Yes. Once you get through the layer, everyone is usually really nice.
2: Exactly. Sometimes it takes me weeks before I get off the layer, but once I get the layer off, they're (laughs) here every day.
1: That's good. (laughs) See, you know how to work. You you know how to be nice to people. So, I think that shows. That's clearly why I think it's such a fun atmosphere. Hearing you talk it's the exact uh, the exact atmosphere that i 'm looking at is just fun and playful and friendly, like I remember Chris was telling me about your cappuccino cups that you save to re- basically represent Italy
2: Oh yes, yes, yes.
1: do you want to talk a little more about those like what you do to?: Oh
2: because we have a very um how do you say uh, a nice guy who is part of the who is from the community and he likes drinking espresso and one day he asked me why don't you have a you know a a ceramic cup so anyway we told him why don't you bring your own ceramic cup Ah. and then that's why he always he already he brought his over here and every time he gets a shot or double shot of espresso then he uses, his, he
1: uses his So coffee shop is just part of the thing. You guys offer more food than a traditional coffee shop, right?
2: Let me correct that. Actually, we are not a coffee shop. We are not a restaurant. We are sort of in the middle. We could actually call ourselves a snack bar.
1: Okay. So what does that mean to you?
2: Snack bar means, to me at least, it's a place where you can go and just grab a bite, a fast one. but it has to be very good and delicious and Mm -hmm. affordable.
1: So homemade, not just a bag of chips. You offer empanadas. Yes, sir. You offer charcoal nuts. Yes. You offer ice cream. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite?
2: My favorite, like I said earlier, I'm a sort of complicated person (laughs) and I'm not satisfied with one thing. That's why I have to do a lot of things. But if you, uh, if you really want me to answer that, okay, I'll <laughs> say, here, ice cream. You
1: like it? I yeah. Th- what's your flavor? Do you have one?
2: My favorite flavor? Oh, that's tough. Mm, okay, I'm creating a new one. <laughs> it's called Chokov Magnet Chip. So what's in there? Ooh. Chocolate, coffee, macadamia, Nutella, and chocolate chip. So if you like all those things, that's the ice cream you have to get as well.
1: That sounds really good. You have it now or you're making it?
2: I actually have it ready, but the recipe is sort of 98% Mm
1: -hmm.
2: perfect. It's not good enough yet.
1: So by the time, this will be a couple weeks, so maybe someone will come in and might be ready by then.
2: Exactly, tomorrow, I promise.
1: (laughs) So there's time. How many flavors do you typically keep on hand?
2: When I create create a flavor, it should be available all the time. Because when a customer comes, I don't want them to be disappointed. Right. Oh, sorry, I don't have it today. But, of course, sometimes it happens. But at least there are other options. So for now, I have 18 flavors. But my plan is to have 101 flavors. Because I would like (laughs) our area, the Portage Park, or the Six Corners, to be in the map. For ice cream in the United States or even the world that this place can create a very good ice cream
1: I believe it that's interesting um, that's a cool goal too I think you can achieve it
0: Thank
1: uh, you. have you ever this might be once you get all hundred have you considered doing an ice cream challenge
2: uh, what do you think is that
1: they, what I should do there's I know there's a couple places that do you do like 10 scoops You know, for like $30, some ridiculous, but then you get a shirt. If you can eat it all and then you can put people's pictures up, if they do it, that might be one. Because then you sort of can help create the, the buzz. Yeah, the buzz and the intrigue and the prestige around the ice cream. And so that might be a fun.
2: That's a very good idea, actually. But first, let me complete my flavors. Maybe not a hundred. Let's say thirty of them. Thirty to be able to say that we have, we are an ice cream place.
1: Mm-hmm. I think still with eighteen, that's respectable. That's that's an ice cream place, if if I ever heard one.
2: Really? I think because so. Because in other places, uh, I, I check uh, reviews on the internet. When they have even thirty. Uh, flavors or less, they say it's not an ice cream place. Really? Yes. <laughs> I read a lot of reviews.
1: Well, don't because they'll be, they can push you too too far in a, in a negative way. <laughs> uh,
2: Perhaps, yes.
1: <laughs> what do you love more, empanadas or crepes?
2: Um, for creation part, it's the empanada. But for the work part, just crepe. Because the empanada is a very tedious work. It's actually... you. People think it's just that easy, but no. Right. That is a very, very difficult job. The most expensive part of the empanada is not actually the inside, you know, the meat and the like. It's the dough because of the labor.
1: Really? Oh, because it takes a so long... It takes to... a
2: long time to, to make it. It's very tedious.
1: Is it... Do you have to let it rise like three times or something, or is it just... Oh, no. As fine as you need to roll it it's, out kind of thing. It's just
2: like uh, making a pie dough.
1: Oh, and then filling it and then exactly. all the pinching and all the...
2: No need even to pinch. <laughs> no. No. <Okay.
1: laughs> all right. So empanadas, so then coming up with those, you that's just where you explore. You kind of eat, you look at your five or six flavors that you have and you say, ooh, this is what else I would like. How do you come up with new flavors?
2: Oh, okay. That's easy. <laughs> well, really not easy. Uh, it's because of some customers. Let's say I have one guy. He said, can you please make me a cheese empanada? I said, sir, our cheese empanada has ham. Please just remove it. I said, okay, sir, just for you, I will do it. So, actually, this empanada has been born because of him. I call it no ham, just cheese. And now it's a hit with kids. So that's our 12th flavor of empanada.
1: Okay. So customers, in addition to your influence of what you want to taste.
2: Yes, because if you are in business, you have to listen to the customers. Yes. Because they are the ones that will make you. Mm-hmm. It's not you, only yourself. Well, it's 50-50, but more on the customers.
1: Right. It's like a marriage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, so this, <clears throat> these are the symbols that you use on your empanadas, right? Yes, so sir. How did this come about?
2: actually um, before I do something I go around uh, let's say other places to eat I check out what they do and how they do it R&D. sort of a spy
1: right
2: <laughs> and like I said earlier I read a lot of rebu- reviews from Google or Yelp and I see what is all what is usually the problem in the business so I notice with the empanada Obviously, you don't know what is in there once it it is already closed. Right. So I have to think of some way that it is kid friendly and anyone can remember and easily recognize. So that's why I thought about uh, the shapes. I used to make, uh, well, pies at home and then I have a lot of these little cutouts, you know, these Mm -hmm. little shapes. So I said, why not put this? there you go that's how it was born they Uh, say it's a very good idea but I say it's genius (laughs) well not me the customers even said that
1: it is genius I didn't know that was one of the first things that when I when I um, had it the first time I didn't I didn't realize it took me a minute that you were actually using a symbol and a key to code them but it's genius it is genius thank
2: you (laughs) because when we do something here at Bistro 6050 we think uh, on the end of the customer, what would they think? And also, of course, how we can do our job faster. Yeah. Because the food or whatever you're ordering from here, how, how long the customer can get it, it should be quick, very mm. fast. But, of course, not very pa- fast that it's from the bag right. that I bought outside.
1: <laughs> fast but good.
2: Exactly. It's and homemade. The-
1: Yeah, homemade, fast, good. That kind of puts it in a nice little box, but at least you know, you know, because then it's got to be easy. It's got to be
2: accessible. And And not only that, because uh, there are customers who have allergies and they're uh, very precise. You have to be very precise if you are in the food business. Right. Otherwise, no way.
1: Have you guys ever considered doing a dessert empanada with some of your ice cream on top of it? Um... Like a chocolate empanada, chocolate was, and strawberry with, like, ice cream on top?
2: I was thinking about that, but uh, for the moment, the ice cream is my, is my um, number one goal because he, I remember it's still 100, 101 flavors. Gotcha. I only have 18, so that's how many more months of work.
1: Right, a lot.
2: A lot, <laughs> but so far I have already 12 empanadas. You only see nine but so far I have 12.
1: That's good. And so these nine, these are the regulars or all 12 are the regulars?
2: All 12 are regulars. Like I said in the beginning, once we release a product, it should stay.
1: Is there anything else that makes your empanada special in Chicago?
2: Perhaps yes, it is baked. Because most of the empanadas are are fried and many people now are staying away from too much oil. Mm -hmm. So we made it baked.
1: So slight health conscious, slight paying attention to the customer. So mm-hmm. I know you, you go on a lot of covert R&D missions where you're tasting all the different foods at other places. Yes. Do, do you have a couple, do you have uh, spots here in Portage Park that you love, that you go to regularly?
2: You know, CTA, uh, Chicago Taco Authority. Mm-hmm. He sees me there every Sunday <laughs> and he asked me, why are you here every Sunday? You know, it's R and D time, and he said, "Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so you're doing R and D in my place, a little bit."
1: <laughs> well, that's what it takes. It takes other artists to inspire you to push yes, you forward. So
2: exactly, I have been to several places in the neighborhood. Let's say Porreta, Aries, uh, Burger Belly, Josie's Frozen Yogurt, Chelita's Ice Cream. You've explored. <laughs> yes.
1: The charcoal nuts, let's start with these. So what are Mild and Wild? (laughs) I love those names. So how did those come about? Just more...
2: Oh, I was thinking of a snack which is easy to grab and that doesn't spoil right away and healthier. So I thought of something that uh, has something to do with nuts. But no peanuts, okay? These are with almonds, cashews, walnuts, and pecans.
1: So allergy... Is that the right? Allergen, allergen free? Well, mostly, mostly allergen mostly free? Mostly
2: because... But some people are allergic to tree nuts.
1: Right. So peanuts at least. Okay. Well, that's very nice. That's very forward thinking of you. I am definitely a fan of peanuts, but I oh. still like this. <laughs> uh, so what about the drinks that you create? So those are like milkshakes or...
2: Actually, I created one milkshake last year. It's called the Nutella milkshake. And one lady uh, wrote about it uh, in Urban Matter, and it's one of the top ten Nutella dishes in Chicago. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And <laughs> I have
2: a lot of kids coming for that, well, not really every day, but most of the time after school.
1: Frequently enough that you do yes. notice them coming. And yeah. if you
2: add an, a shot of espresso, it becomes an adult milkshake. Oh,
1: wow. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dangerous, but amazing.
2: And there's another milkshake I created. It's Ubi Freak Milkshake. Ubi is uh, like a root crop of purple potato from the tropical countries. Hmm. Um, actually, it was created because one of my customers, he insists that all the taro drinks around here, not in not only my place, it's sort of milky. So he was telling hmm. me, why don't you create one like you can use this, that, uh, flavoring, whatever. And I was thinking while he was talking to me, um, oh, I already have those ingredients. So, okay, I tested it, and actually it's, it's a hit. A lot nice. of people are coming for that as well.
1: So you just keep put, putting out new stuff and people love it. Like
2: I said, it's collaboration with with everybody. It's not by me alone. Right.
1: right. I'm I'm trying to give you more credit than you want. (laughs) Oh,
2: thank you. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, and then crepes. Mm -hmm. You make those.
2: What's the difference from our crepes to others? Yes. Actually, we call it French velvet crepes. Why velvet? Because the texture is like velvet. You know the fabric velvet? It's Mm. like that usually crepes are crunchy and hard but ours are not
1: nice and soft and
2: nice and soft fluffy (laughs) like a teddy bear so like him yeah
1: so this might be a who which child do you love the most quote but do you love your empanadas or ice cream or crepes most or can you not choose um do you like them all
2: I think ice cream. Ice cream? Because ice cream is eaten by like almost uh, of the 7 billion population of the world. But empanadas are sometimes people, they don't eat that.
1: Right. But you like ice cream more or you like empanadas more? I'm just saying personally like what you'll have. It
2: depends. If I'm hungry, yes, I will go for empanadas.
1: (laughs) Okay. I can respect that. Yeah, I love a good ice cream. Um, so 18 flavors. You got the winter coming up, so you'll be able to test.
2: Oh, exactly. I already have actually five uh, coming out this week. Good for you. Five flavors.
1: Do you know the flavors? Of-
2: oh, okay. I have an original flavor. It's called Cereal K. Combination of a little bit of strawberry, the mm. Kellogg's, cornflakes. Uh, that's it. Okay. It's very good, actually, because people like to eat cereal in the morning, right. and ice cream is made of milk, sort of dairy, so it's like you're eating breakfast while eating your right. ice cream.
1: <laughs> well, it's like ice cream with the cone in it, Yes. basically, so that's, I'm into, I'm into all the weird texture stuff in ice cream, I think it's, that's what's fun about it, you can play with it all. Okay, so we've covered a lot of ground, actually, with all your, so the drinks, the milkshakes, the empanadas, the crepes, the ice cream. You guys are doing a good job of keeping a lot of the good press, and props for getting all the good press. So one-third cafe, one-third world market, and one-third snack bar. Does that feel like a good representation of what you'd call yourself?
2: Uh, Yes, why not? Interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about Pan Global? I think that's the way you've kind of been referred to lately.
2: Actually, that lady got the point because actually there are a lot of good flavors around the world Mm -hmm. and I think the best, one of the best medium to show it is in ice cream.
1: Mm. I like that. So this was also, what was this article? The absolute best ice cream shop in every state, which you guys got, right? For
2: Illinois, yes. We are the representative for Illinois.
1: See that is really impressive, especially you said a year and a half you've been open.
2: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> actually, I will tell you a story that nobody knows.
1: Okay. Even
2: Mr. Chris doesn't know. Before I saw this article about the best ice cream in Illinois, actually, I cried like two nights before I saw this article. I was telling myself, oh, no one is even paying attention to my, wow. to my work. And so unfair. I work even until 4 a.m. in the morning just to fix some recipes or to make something. And then I decided after two days, why don't I check? Because every night before I go to sleep, I check the internet for, <laughs> maybe someone wrote about us, and this I got. And I said, okay. So if you really work hard, and you are very honest with your work, and if you love your customers, mm. then someone will, will, will spot you. Someone will recognize you. So the recipe is just, be true to yourself and just work hard and just be honest that's all then someone will will find you maybe it will not be right away but
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sure one day
1: (laughs) first I wanted to say thank you for sharing the original story and I'm glad that they did find you you know that's uh, it is tough like and that's the thing the creator's life for so long you feel like you're in the void and no one's you know you're just so isolated Working on your product and it's hard to get feedback.
2: Exactly. So,
1: so it, yeah, so good. I'm glad you got a little bit of recognition because that's it's good because that probably helped keep propelling you forward and motivating and doing more flavors and just reinvigorating.
2: Exactly. It's really tough, huh? especially if no one pays attention to your work. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Roselle and Chris, for having me here at Bistro Sixty Fifty, which Sixty Fifty Irving Park Road. That's the address, west Irving, Road. west Irving Park Road, just west of Austin, next, next to the, the uh, next to the library. Um, perfect to come right after. Probably not with books, but after you get books, after or after a movie at the patio. And Bistro6050.com is the website, isn't that uh, what it is? Yes, sir. And then CharcoalNuts.com. I know you guys are rolling out your for those snacks.
2: Oh, we open. Um Monday, Tuesday, from 4 to 10.30 p.m., Wednesday and Thursday, 12 to 10.30 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 12 until 11 p.m., and Sunday, 12 until 7 p.m., because I need to sleep a little bit.
1: (laughs) Just a little, though. Not too much. (laughs) Can't have you get rested. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you so much.
1: I appreciate you spending the time. And um, you as
2: well. Thank
0: you, so Thank you, sir. well I hope you enjoyed that segment as much as I did and thanks to Mike Rittay of Bulb Brain Creative for putting that segment together and also to Roselle of Bistro 6050 in Portage Park and again her address is 6050 West Irving Park Road right next to the library on uh, Irving Park in Portage Park I know I'm looking forward to visiting Bistro 6050 I have not been there uh The homemade ice cream sounds great, including the Nutella milkshake, the baked empanadas, I'm a huge empanada fan, and of course velvet crepes, which is going to be very difficult for me because choosing between an empanada and a crepe is going to be nearly impossible. Thanks for tuning into Chicago Broadcasting Network podcast, and be sure to visit us at chicagobroadcastingnetwork.com. And, of course, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Podomatic, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. This is Reno Lovison, executive producer for chicagobroadcastingnetwork.com, and thanks to Scatterplot for the use of Foster Avenue Beach as our theme song.
1: That's okay. Keep going home, going home.
0: Thank you so much.